This is the Servers Radio Network. Hi, I'm Rocky DeStefano, and this is A Server's Journey. And I'm Larry, and I'm glad to be with you here on another edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The premise of our show is that all of us are leading something or someone, whether it's uh, you're a parent leading your family or a coach leading a team or a CEO leading a multinational corporation. All of us are leading. We're all on this path, and we believe it's um, all about being a servant leader. Thus, the program's called A Server's Journey, and you have really... Doug, I, I can't believe how many people are here in the studio today. <laughs> yeah. But one we are of the, back for round two. Right, because one of the things that the most listened to podcasts on a server's journey have been about how to hire people yeah. and what you do personally to hire people. I, you, know, you know, I think we um, get those questions often. We get feedback around, okay, uh, we understand how you lead once you get the people, but we're struggling to get the people to begin with. So uh, we we didn't realize it was going to be a two-part or a three-part show, but uh, there's a wealth of information with these three young people that are joining us. All right, so we are here for part two of uh, really an open panel discussion with some of our top um how to hire? Yeah, well, <laughs> right, hiring people, and and these are some of our top, uh, some of our top talent for looking so to hire talent. Let's introduce them. Yeah, if you guys could share again who you are. Uh, my name is Zach. I've been working at Chick Fil A since I was sixteen. Started back in two thousand thirteen, so I've been doing the the hiring process and going through that process for four or five years now. Okay, so, so Zach, I have to ask you real quick, Larry, I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, well, that's all right. So, so did we fire you? What happened during that gap? <laughs> what, what do you mean, fire me or Zach? No, uh, you know, Zach, he, he said he started and then he left and came back. So oh, I was yeah. asking him to fill in the gap of where he was. Where and what was, he was. Good question. Yeah, so when I, was, when I was in high school, I had the opportunity to travel to Stockholm, Sweden for a year as a foreign exchange student. So that's what I was doing that year. Uh, I left my my after my my senior year of high school. Left for about a year, and then I came back, um, and had a pretty big physical transformation too. I used to weigh yeah. three hundred pounds, and now I'm now I'm one eighty six. So, so that's that's what I was doing for that year. So yeah. in between, so we didn't fire you. I just wanted to make everybody, you know. <laughs> aware of that it wasn't some tragic you know you walked out or so anything. those are things you look for in an interview what's <laughs> yeah. the gap right <laughs> yes okay uh why don't you guys share who you are sure. um, my name is marina um i've been uh, working for chick-fil-a for about five years now and i am head of the talent and hiring area and my name is melinda i've been with chick-fil-a for a year and a half have had the opportunity to be the on the hiring team for about six months now and before that, I was actually doing um, applications and that, that same type of process with the organization that I worked with in Oklahoma. Yep, yep. So, okay, so now uh, last episode, I was, I was you know, really pleased with some of your answers. And you guys, we talked a lot about, you know, you know what are you looking for and so forth. And you guys mentioned things like uh, people being humble and people smart and driven. And we talked a lot about people having a servant spirit uh, and then we talked about, uh, I think Melinda mentioned about, uh, of all the teams of people in our stores, this team has to be crystal clear on the mission and what we're trying to, you know, where we're trying to go. 
And then she also looked for people that are good with connection, you know, connecting with other people. So how did you guys learn this stuff? Like, like, you know, what do you think? Because this is some heady stuff. People write books and they speak to thousands of people on these topics. So talk about maybe some things that helped you guys learn this. So I remember when I first started, we had Kyle. Kyle Brown was one of our talent or hiring managers back in the day. And we, we kind of just went through multiple interviews. Um, I think in that situation, practice made perfect in that. And just really just sitting with a bunch of different people and seeing what their styles were. Another huge resource I think that has helped us a lot is, is reading. Yeah. And reading, 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 reading. And getting all types of different perspectives on how this works. You know, how do you ask questions? Uh, how do you, how do you, you know, introduce uh, an interview process or, you know. So I think it's just been a lot of talking to other people, getting their flavor on how they do things. I think also it's been a lot of reading too and, and figuring out how really successful people, really great people at hiring have, have done. You know? Right, right. I think Patrick, is it Lencioni? Yeah. Lencioni. We, we, we've read a lot of his books about talent, about hiring, about leadership, and also Mark Miller too. Yeah. And so – and yeah, you know, also there's like some you know you can always Google stuff too. Right. Everybody everybody's got a different perspective on how to interview. Yeah. It's it's about finding your your way of doing those things in a way that's going to be effective. Yeah, and as we mentioned, we have eight eight people really more than that, but eight people that are looking at this you know hiring piece, and everybody's a little bit different in how they view it, and that that's okay because it yeah. kind of works together. How about you two? Um, so I was first introduced to talent um, probably three years ago at this point. Um, and, you know, talent was something that I was always very interested in. Um, I felt like it was a very important part of the store, but I didn't think that I would ever really be a part of that and get the chance to do that. So um, when I was asked um, if I wanted to be in talent, I was really excited, but also kind of nervous because I'm more of an introvert. Right. So, um you know, the thought of like sitting down and interviewing people and, get, you know, talking to people was kind of um, scary a little sure. bit. Um, but I had a lot of help from um, Kyle Brown, like Zach was saying, um, Brian Woods, uh, AJ, you know, uh, there was, you know, we had good leaders kind of showing us and setting the expectation as far as, you know, how they like to interview. And, you know, like Zach said, we all have a kind of our own style of interviewing. Um, we like to ask certain questions. Um, and I think that, it's just been really, really awesome to see, you know, what they've kind of poured into us um, kind of has reflected on, you know, how our hiring team is now. And I think that we can credit them to a lot of what we know. Sure. Now. Yep. How about you, Melinda? Um, I think for me, just spending probably the last seven years of my life just working with a lot of people, a lot of different people, people from really different backgrounds, uh, different pursuits, different goals in life, different beliefs. And I think just the simple um, being around a lot of different people and intentionally getting to know a lot of different people has actually helped me to read people better. Um, and as funny as it is, I think um, being burned a few times has actually helped me to learn a lot about people too. Um, and just take that as a learning experience and saying, okay, yeah, I mean, I can see where they're coming from, but that, that is also going to help me in the future to, to understand where people are coming from also. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Now, you guys have talked about uh, you hire a lot of young people 
Now, what happens when a, a mature individual like myself would walk in and fill out an application? Because sometimes we are in between and we need a little extra. So what, what do you guys do at that point? So the first thing I think we have to, we always try to do is treat everybody with honor, dignity, and respect. Right. That is that is one of our major staple you know, principles that we try to treat everybody with honor, dignity, and respect. So I think that's the first thing that comes to mind when we see an older individual. We know that this person's been through, you know, a lot of probably a lot of job experience. They've, they've done a lot. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is we have to kind of see what stage of life they are in. We have we have a lot of retired individuals in our community, which is great. And I think we've had some really good success stories with those type of people. At the same time, we have to be kind of careful as well, and and wonder, okay, what's their expectation for this job? You know, we want to we want to make sure that we're not we're not putting somebody in in a spot that they're they're going to be overwhelmed in. They're going to fail, mm-hmm. right? And we've had we've had those situations where we are like, man, this person is an awesome, awesome guy. He's teaching like in an interview. I'm learning. You know, I'm, I'm right. listening to his story. He's teaching us his wisdom, or the, you know, her wisdom, or whatever. We're learning, but we also want to think, man, is this person gonna be okay in this environment? Sure. Because what we have to realize, man, this is an awesome job. We love our job about eighty, eighty-five percent of the time. <laughs> yes. If we're being honest, it's chaotic sometimes. Yes. It really is. So, is this individual gonna thrive in this right. type of type of environment? And we've had some that have thrived really well. Right. And then we've had some that great fits. Culturally, they were perfect, but about a weekend. In fact, we had one one uh, uh, one lady uh, who the second day kind of knew. She kind of self-selected herself out of it, and it wasn't because she hated us or she just realized I I'd love to be part of this organization, right. but I'm not going to be a good fit here. Yeah, you know, because it can be a chaotic environment. So, and the funny thing is, is we kind of, <laughs> I was thinking back to it, and we were having a discussion about it later. We spotted that in the interview, and we we really wanted to hire her because she was such a great lady. She had That's such right. a great heart. That's right. But she told us that. But in her interview, she says, "I'm I'm retiring. I kind of just want to take it easy. Yep. I want to find something to occupy about twenty hours of my time." And if we would have listened there, yeah. you know, yeah. I think we would have been more successful, and you know, not wasting her time. You know, I think right. it was a great experience all in all. Well, I do want to say she did tell us. It's kind of crazy because, like, Larry, he started, and people don't always know this, but, you know, Larry was, you know, in between, came up to me and said, hey, I'd like to, to talk about working with you. And I think it was, like, the third day when I noticed that Larry's line was moving the slowest. <laughs> um, and, and yet and yet everybody was leaving happy, but the people behind were kind of like, what the heck, you know? And so what, what I realized is sometimes it's the right person in the wrong role. So it was really quick that I sat down with Larry and said, hey, would you be interested in marketing? Duh. And it was perfect. <laughs> in fact, Larry is kind of, he was our original, if you guys don't know, he was our original RMD, a restaurant marketing director. He was Justin before Justin and Lauren before Lauren and kind of taught them a lot of what they know and set the basis for our store's success um, pretty much from day one. But, again, it was the right guy, but we just had to figure out the right role. So, Yes. How about about you guys now? 
what do you think when when you see somebody who maybe is not the typical? Okay, we're looking. You know, most of our our crew is uh, fifteen to twenty five. When you see somebody fifty my age, what what do you look for? I think when I'm entering a an interview process with someone like that, I want to recognize first of all that they have a tremendous amount to offer that I don't have to offer. They have a lot to. Uh, a lot of wisdom that I don't have, and I want to treat them with the honor and the digni- dignity um, that they deserve. Um, definitely don't want to come off as a as a hot shot because I know there's a lot that I still have to learn from them. And I think um, just reiterating what you said, Rocky, is going to be f- uh, to find whether they're a right fit for our organization or not. Yeah, because right. people my age, um, mature, I'm going to say, you know, we probably look at you guys like, oh, these young kids, what are they doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and you, you're coming off very well, so thank you. Well, it, it, it's great because what we also notice is when, you know, when it fits, and we have, I think we actually have a lot of people that are 50 plus. In fact, mm-hmm. I spent time yesterday with one of them who's a soccer coach of a really large organization and he's awesome. Like immediately, I was like, "This guy's a fit for our organization." And he told me, he "Goes, man, I've been real impressed with your team." So you know, it kind of works. I think certain people can get it and and understand. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what we're about. So, Marina, do you have anything to add to that? Um, you know, I just want to touch on kind of what you said. Um, you know, um, I would say that we um, do have quite a bit of. Um, I, w- I don't want to say like uh, older or a more mature yeah. crowd of people um, at both of our stores um, that we have now. And I really do believe that um, they do add um, such a, a different um, kind of outlook on, yes. you know, how our store runs and, you know, kind of what their what their job is there. And, um, you know, Lonnie is one of, you know, I would say our most loyal and most loved um, employees at our Hancock store. Um, and, you know, he's a prime example of, you know, a yeah. success and yeah. in hiring, um, in that aspect, he is, you know, uh, extremely hardworking, um, great with people, uh, you know, very personable. And, and he's a servant. For he sure. has a servant's heart yeah, 100%. Sure. Um, so, you know, we do have, like you said, um, great success stories in that. And then some, we just have to, you know, accept that this job is a bit, um, fast pace, and, you know, for some people it can be very yeah, stressful or, and chaotic. Or the technology piece, some definitely, people, yeah, you know, like it, it, there's a lot, there's a lot of technology. Yes, there's a lot we have to take into consideration um, before hiring somebody. Um, so we want to give them, like we said, the honor, dignity, and respect of what would they like to do, or what um, you know, what are they looking for out of the job. So, so one thing, and you know, uh, people uh, that are listening to this, you'll hear a couple names. You, you've heard Kyle Brown, you've heard um, Brian uh, Bryant Woods. Uh, I, I would throw in Sean um, uh, Blackburn too. What you didn't hear is you didn't hear Rocky. Like so, when they talked about how they learned, it's not me. And and I tell you, I'm pretty proud of that because the reality is. Uh, eight years ago, we knew we were doing something wrong in how we were acquiring our talent, and it was broken. It was a broken model, and so what what we realized was I was the broken piece because at the end of the day, leadership rises and falls, and a lot of it is me. So if a, if a store is not performing, sometimes it's the people in the store, and they have all the ammunition. Sometimes it's me, it's a failure on my part because I didn't give them enough of the ammunition. So what we discovered is I am a hunch kind of guy, 
and I needed to be more data driven. So the, what we did is we we put it, gave it to somebody who was more data driven, and let them run with the program, and then he taught the next group and the next group, and now this group, um, it's several generations removed, completely different process than what we started with, but the core tenants are still there. And when we talk about like success, so um, can you can you define this data data driven thing? Well, so I mean, for us, you know, a win is Larry. We talk a lot about make their story better. That's our mission statement. And then we talk about our goal with each new hire is to keep them until their next chapter of their life of their story. Um, and so for us, a win is keeping people that were first of all finding great people and then keeping them. And so I, I, you know, I wanted to share last year's results. Our 12-month turnover percent is 45.06%. And the chain average turns their people over 84% of the time. So we're almost 40 points better than what I consider to be the best chain in the industry. And, and so, other chains are even higher than that, right? Oh, yeah, no. Most chains are 150s or, or more. So in a chain that does really well, this team did exceptionally well last year. And and then in, as far as keeping people retention, the uh, uh, Chick-fil-A chain average is 55%, and we're at almost 70 So, you know, this team here is probably top 20%, maybe top 10%. Of all the Chick Fil A restaurants, so you know. So that's your data-driven information. That's right. Yeah, this is how we know we're winning because we we are going to strike out, and we're going to talk about that next. So, so that's great. All this success we've had, but talk, can you guys share when we miss it on somebody? Where do we normally miss it? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe some reasons that maybe we've had to sit down and have that conversation where we're like, hey, you know, this is probably not going to be a good fit. What what do you guys think? Where where have you missed it? Um, something that I I had noticed was um, in the interview process, the whole reason that we ask for people to be authentic and real uh, with us when we ask them questions is for this reason being. Um, it's not always the case, but um, when I look back on somebody who um, didn't work out at our store or um, you know just wasn't the best fit, maybe. Um, I think back to the interview process and, you know, I think back to the questions that we ask them and, um, you know, I, you know, I just, I think it's hard for people, you know, when they really want the job to be very honest about, you know, why they want this job and what they are willing to do and, you know, telling us, you know, they have a great attitude, they have, you know, they want to give 100%. Um, and we look back and, you know, I see that they, you know, they might have just said that just to get the job or, um, or, or they really wanted to, but they're but they're not right. And actually, actions are more important than definitely than what you say. You know, definitely. Yeah. How about you? I think the times that I've looked back and said, "Okay, I feel like I really missed on that individual." Um, I think in the interview process, I picked up on one or two really strong strengths that I loved. Right. And I ran with that because I really wanted them to be on our team. Yep. And either I was just blind to some of the weaknesses or, being honest, those weaknesses really didn't come out in the interview process. 
And I think that's a big reason why we have to look broader than the interview itself. Um, we really have to, you know, do what, what Zach talked about a few minutes ago and just really be um, people watchers and observers and almost building a relationship with them outside of the interview process um, as opposed to putting all of our stakes in the ground based on just that one interview conversation. Right, yeah. And that's where I think when you have the panel interview, if it's, you know, three think it's it's a, hey, let's move this person on, and, and one maybe thinks no, okay, let's move them on. But if it's 50-50, I think that sometimes what we've done is it's been 50-50. There were warning signs. We decided to push them, you know, push them on in the interview process. I think we have probably a much higher turnover rate of those folks because mm-hmm. we caught it, mm-hmm. but we loved their smile. Or, man, we thought we'd be – sometimes we think we'll be good for this person, mm-hmm. and we really want them part of the team because we are excited about maybe how we can help them. But, you know, in the end of the day, if you won't smile, you're not going to be a fit up front, you know. So, mm-hmm. Zach, how about you? Yeah, first of all, I want to capitalize on a point that you just made. And we talk about this in our interview process a lot when we're discussing somebody. Somebody is making if there's somebody if we're making somebody else's story better, that's amazing. If we can we can also have an opportunity for them to make our story better. That's that's the perfect yeah, fit. Right. Because it's got to be it's got to go both ways. As much as we want to help, we we can't we have to recognize maybe in our personal life we can do these things right but running a business we have to think man they got to make our story better too yeah um, because it's not just us they're dealing with they're dealing with all of our customers and they're dealing with all of our employees so I think that that's a great a great point that you made so as far as as far as missing the boat I think there's a couple of things that we can do to fix that and what I've realized kind of along the way what we've missed on is number one we've liked somebody but they weren't a great fit right. And and I think we have to recognize, man, we can like this person a lot, but they might not be an awesome fit. And and that's what I've recognized. My weakness is, is somewhat with some creative, intelligent individuals. I'll find they're amazingly intelligent, amazingly creative. When it comes to a register order, it's like the toughest thing to do in right. the world to them. Their right. mind just doesn't think that way. Yeah. Um, their their mind has is it's got a different, you know. So I think that separating the likes and the dislikes. And, and taking that out of the door and trying to find some type of ruler to measure, is this person going to do great here or not? I think another thing we try to recognize is there's a there's a perfect fit out there for everybody. And, and what we like to talk about, man, there is a Best Buy guy out there. We just know it when we see it. it you know, I've been into Best Buy before, and the way, you know, I'll talk to somebody, and he's just got a, a whole plethora of information about technology he just loves his job he's a perfect fit right. for best buy best buy and there's a perfect fit for chick-fil-a too and there's a perfect fit for every and that's the thing too i think that that talent is not it's not just one person that's going to be great i mean obviously we talk about being people smart driven and humble these are great things to have i think each each individual organization has their own type of people that's right yeah you know when you go into apple you can tell right away what their mission is it's about challenging the status quo right right when you get in there you feel it and it's the same thing when you go into chick-fil-a you can feel it too it's about being a servant it's about going the second mile it's about making a remarkable experience you know it's it, and you can feel that mission statement in our restaurant and it's because of our people okay it's because we yeah. found the perfect fit for chick-fil-a people yeah i have one more question 
you have a lot of people. You're talking about hiring a lot of people, but when I walk into Chick-fil-A, I'm encountering one or two people that I come in contact with. What are all these other people doing, and why do they need to have such a great attitude? Yeah, so, you know, um, I'll jump in real quick because I noticed it yesterday. And, you know, to be honest, we've been struggling a little bit because the birthing of two going from one store to two store, which they're all laughing because they hate that term, but um, birthing of two stores it's it's been interesting and and in some ways we're learning how to run both stores at the same time because um you know we're learning different volumes and we're learning how to lead with half of our leadership and all the you know before everybody was like we need fewer leaders and now they're like please god give me another leader you know so we're learning all this stuff and larry it takes such a huge team like so yesterday i was on fries and i was on hash browns and you know, bowls in the morning. I can do fries. That's right. Yeah. I know how to do fries. And so if you have the best person up front waiting on you and the best person in dining room doing a great job keeping it clean, and those two positions, they're like 100 out of 100 for you, Larry. None of that matters if you don't get ever get your fry. And so that's what, there's 30 people working together, and when it works, it's a beautiful thing. And when it doesn't work... <coughs> It's really painful and ugly, mm. you know. And so I think that's kind of what it is, Larry. You may only have two interaction points, but there's 20 others that have to work in order for the, your interaction points to be good. And that's for you, inside. Yeah. 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 You guys have, have anything to add? Yeah, and, and, and there's always a customer being served that's not a customer to you. You know, what we always try to talk about with our guys in the back, you know, your customer is a customer. It's obvious. That's who you're serving. But you're also serving the customer that's the bagger that's bagging the food. You're also serving the customer. You're also serving the customer that is, is going to be putting or taking away the stock from your stock later on. That truck person that we have in the morning putting away all of our stock is serving the next person. They're serving. Yep. That's their customer in a sense. Yep. You know, so all these people are doing, a you know, a plethora of jobs. Yeah. But they are serving a customer that sometimes is not directly the customer. The next person is their customer. That's right. You know. Yeah. So just a. Okay. So this was it, it's a great conversation piece. I'm going to ask Larry. I'm going to take some liberties here and say I'd like to bring you guys back for a third episode if you guys are game. So I think at this point, if you guys are good, we're going to go ahead and close up this episode, and we'll come back with uh, episode three next week. So until our next episode, we just want to thank you so much for joining us here on A Server's Journey. And we believe, and we believe with all our hearts, that all of us are on a journey of leadership, and it's how you serve in that role that matters. And that's why every week we share A Server's Journey with you each and every Wednesday. I'm Rocky DeStefano. Thanks for joining with us, and together we will be better leaders.